कैन आई ईट शुगर एंड लूज वेट इज शुगर रियली दैट बैड वॉट अबाउट नेचुरल फॉर्म्स ऑफ शुगर वाई यू हैव अ हार्ड टाइम गिविंग अप और इवन रिड्यूसिंग शुगर फ्रॉम योर डाइट ऑल दिस एंड मच मॉ टूडे लेट्स टेक अ डीप डाइव इन टू द टॉपिक ऑफ शुगर स्टे ट्यून्ड वेलकम टू वेट वाइज रेवल्यूशन पॉडकास्ट I'm your host Dr. Anu Gupta, weight loss consultant of high performing and busy women like you, and this podcast is where you can learn how to lose weight permanently by unlocking the power of your brain. If you're looking to overcome overeating, emotional and stress eating so that you can enjoy your life more with a body you love, you are in the right place. Let's do this. Hi there. How are you doing? <laughs> I know, I know, quite a gap from my side. I've just got so busy. But uh, honestly, as I'm recording this, I'm firmly resolving in my heart to stay more consistent. <laughs> Anyways, today I have an extremely important and valuable topic for you. we are going to deep dive into what i call the sugary aspect of weight loss now the thing is some experts believe that you can lose weight by eating sugar as long as the calories are controlled while some experts completely ban it from your diet and i think this is the reason why it's natural that people are confused as to how to approach sugar whether to keep it in your diet or ditch it and how to actually navigate the whole issue of sugar so today i'll teach you five concepts that will make it easier for you to understand what's going on in your brain when it comes to sugar which in turn is going to help you to powerfully navigate the whole decision making around sugar in your diet okay but first let me ask you do you experience cravings the sugar cravings or uh, even the cravings for your junk food that you're aware doesn't serve your body and uh, do you have a hard time losing weight or you've lost and gained your weight many times in the past then let me tell you that today's episode is for you <laughs> all right the first concept that i want to teach you is to understand your love for sugar So now there are two things that I really want you to get. The first thing is we humans have this innate inclination, okay? A predisposition built for liking sweet tasting foods because from an evolutionary perspective, generally speaking, such sweet tasting foods were not poisonous. So it makes sense. right but 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 <laughs> that's not where our love love this love with a capital l love for sugar comes from 
So the big understanding here is that our love for sugar is a learned phenomenon. What? Yes, let me repeat that again. Our love for sugar is a learned phenomenon. Okay? And since our love for sugar is learned, so it can be unlearned. Okay? This is the best news ever. Your brain is plastic. That is what they call, the neuroscientists call it as neuroplasticity. And so the love for sugar is not hardwired for the rest of your life. Right? Now hear me out. Don't we all have friends in our life or know such people who like savory foods more than sugary foods? Right? So this is a huge misconception that I have a sweet tooth. Um, I am born this way. Do you say this to yourself like, I love sweets so much. I love sugar so much. Uh, I have to have my sugar fix. I can't give it up. I'm miserable even when I think of giving it up. And if you think this way, let me tell you that you are not alone. <laughs> and there is nothing wrong with you. But you got to understand that your love for sugar is not your weakness. It's not your innate weakness. Your love for sugar is learned just like any other habit. And it's learned by repeated exposure to such foods. By repeatedly eating such foods. In most probability right from childhood. Okay, so how does this love, this um, huge desire for sugar develop? Let me tell you this. When we eat artificially created, chemically engineered, intensely sweet foods, excessive amount of dopamine is released from the reward circuits in our brain. Okay, this excessive amount of dopamine Actually, this dopamine flood causes this intense buzz, okay? The intense stimulation, which is highly pleasurable and rewarding, okay? The dopamine is the neurotransmitter of motivation, memory and reward and it's released in our brain, okay? This is actually how we learn to do anything. So, when we eat such sweet foods or hyper palatable foods, dopamine is released which causes your brain to remember how you got that reward, how you got that dopamine. And so, it remembers the exact source of dopamine and it remembers to repeat the same behavior. Okay, so dopamine causes more desire for more dopamine <laughs> and the cycle continues, right? But that's not all. The excess dopamine that is released as an effect of sugar and uh, hyper palatable, meaning extremely delicious foods is 
too much for our brains to handle. And so with time, the dopamine receptors diminish in their number and uh, then the normal food, the normal everyday food starts tasting boring. Meaning you literally are not able to get any joy out of your regular, simple, whole, unprocessed foods, right? And, and, and yet another fascinating thing that I want you to know about dopamine is that just by thinking, just by thinking about a particular food that you love, and uh, here I imply sugary or hyper palatable food, there is a dopamine surge in your brain. The dopamine is released just by thinking about that food that you love. What this means is that whenever you have an urge or a craving, that is simply your brain seeking that quick dopamine reward. Now, if you don't act upon the urge, the dopamine plummets. The dopamine surge which was there in your brain when you just thought about eating that food and if you don't act upon the craving or the urge, the dopamine plummets below the baseline. Like its its levels fall even below the normal amount of dopamine that we have in our brains. Meaning you feel miserable and anxious, right? This is what we experience when we are having a craving. So no wonder we feel that we're controlled by our cravings. It's almost like it hurts. It really hurts if we don't act upon them. And if we act upon them, more desire for such foods is generated by the release of more dopamine. How crazy is that? So can you see it's a vicious self-perpetuating cycle of um, misery, (laughs) of suffering. But, but here's the grand truth. The only way, the only way to break the cycle of suffering is to firstly see and recognize what's going on and secondly, to let the craving hurt. Yeah, I said it. Because if you answer the craving with your favorite food, you are once again setting yourself up for more future cravings. You literally are adding petrol or uh, ghee (laughs) to the burning fire of craving by answering the urge by eating. Okay, but if you step out and let the craving be, like you allow the misery and uh, the anxiety in your body, you then rewire your brain with a new pattern. Okay, you're literally breaking free from the prison of your own damaging habitual impulse to eat in that moment. Right? So, this brings me to my second teaching, which is 
moderation does not work in fact in my experience moderation is the exact thing which keeps people stuck and frustrated actually like what does moderation even mean think about it moderation is a completely subjective phenomenon right to one person four slices of pizza is moderation and to the other person one slice of pizza is moderation that's why i said moderation is completely subjective let me tell you if you struggle with excess weight or health or hormonal issue then do yourself a favor quit moderating such foods no seriously i said it only when you give your mind crystal clear rules around such foods will you be able to come to a place where such foods lose their power over you now why do i say this this is because when you keep eating sugar and foods with added sugar and refined carbohydrates and ultra processed foods on an everyday basis the same neural pathways keep getting hijacked in your brain like you are not giving a chance to your brain to reboot and rewire and so even if you exert will power like you go on a diet um you keep the extra desire <laughs> the love for sugar the excess love for sugar the love for such foods pretty much intact in your brain and so no wonder the diet fails and you put the weight back on and you keep struggling with extra weight and your cravings right so i want you to understand that when you keep having sugar in your everyday life it is known to increase your desire for more sugar and even the hidden sugars in packaged foods rev up your brain to seek and eat more food overall so instead of signaling satiety to your brain sugar causes overeating this has been established like since decades so again calorie in minus calorie out theory falls flat when you take into account how your brain is wired and the impact of foods on your brain and body right if you want to diminish cravings and actually come to a point where cravings are no longer a problem you have to completely avoid sugar on an everyday basis right this brings me to my third teaching concept and that is the power of decisions ahead of time see you don't need to completely give up desserts or your favorite foods from your life like what i'm saying is avoid sugar and such foods in your day to day life and deliberately plan consciously plan for your favorite foods or desserts ahead of time say once a week or maybe even twice or thrice a week but you are the one planning instead of reacting instead of letting your dopamine cravings dictating your eating decisions 
you are the one taking decisions. You take your power back. Your decisions come from your higher prefrontal brain, right? You plan your food, you plan your desserts or your favorite foods, right? And then instead of mindlessly eating, you savor every single bite. And this way, you break the sugar habit or the junk food habit from controlling your life. And when you start doing this, what you are going to experience brings me to my fourth teaching point, And that is anticipate withdrawal, like withdrawal, both physiological and psychological withdrawal. Withdrawal from giving up day-to-day sugar or junk foods. Now, I call withdrawal the pain that is inevitable and the pain that has a purpose. When you look at the misery that comes from withdrawal to be the pain with a purpose, your uh, entire perspective towards experiencing that withdrawal then shifts, right? Now, at the physiological level, what happens is that the dopamine receptors take time to replenish. You may have had table sugar or the sugar habit or the junk food habit since eons. So when you give that up from your everyday life, the withdrawal might look like feeling a little low, feeling moody or just blah, right, from your everyday life or maybe even irritated for some days or a couple of weeks. You got to remind yourself that there is a reward waiting for you. There's a purpose for enduring this pain. You're doing this for a greater cause, right? And then there is psychological withdrawal. All those emotions that you were avoiding by eating a quick feel-good sugar buzz or overeating will come up to the surface of your awareness. That's going to happen. So if it was sadness, anger, or disappointment, overwhelm, fear, loneliness, inadequacy, anxiety, whatever it was that you were trying to escape from overeating and eating all the sugary foods, or refined carbohydrates, all that, all of a sudden, you're going to become hyper aware of that emotion. And instead of running away from that emotion, instead of resisting it, feeling awful about it, the most effective way to deal with them for good is to allow those emotions to be there in your body, to just Let them be and let them flow. And at the same time, having radical compassion for them, making space for them in your body, like welcoming them, anticipating them with an open heart. Okay. Now, moving on to my fifth concept of today, what I want to teach you is to have a neutral stance on sugar. So if you have been struggling with your weight for any length of time or even just 
unhealthy eating habits instead of the extra weight most of the time we simply take a black and white approach towards food which then leads to dysfunctional relationship with food and consequently our body in simple words we start labeling foods as good and bad inside our brains and that affects what and how we eat them right so if you think sugar is bad and you hate to love it <laughs> and you know that it's your weakness then every time you eat it you can't help but feel guilty upon eating it or you end up overeating it pretending that it doesn't matter how much you eat it you don't care both are the two sides of the same coin so here's the thing sugar is neither good or bad yes it has addictive properties and its consumption if not managed consciously it's easier to overdo it in high doses for sure it has detrimental effects on your health and it gives rise to all sorts of lifestyle diseases and problems at the same time having said that for an athlete or um, a sick person it's an energy drink right it's required it's essential it's what we give in the iv it gives vitality and it speeds up recovery and muscle building right so whether it is good or bad depends upon the context depends upon the dose we just cannot make a generalized blanket statement like sugar is poison like sugar is really really bad or it doesn't matter both extremes don't serve us as long as we are doing that we continue to have a messed up relationship with food the wisdom is we understand the effects of sugar thoroughly well and uh, use it consciously in a way that enriches our life enriches our experience of being alive right and so i want you to really consider that sugar is neutral it can be good and at it at the same time it can be bad just like any other food if um, we can conceptualize it that way it gives you your power back you can avoid it in a very neutral stance like not fighting it on a day to day basis at the same time you're then going to enjoy it completely you're going to enjoy your well planned treat foods like your favorite dessert or any other food that you really relish right one more thing that i want you to know is that in this entire episode <laughs> of sugar the sugar that i'm talking about includes all forms of sugar except the whole fruit okay jaggery molasses coconut sugar palm sugar date sugar honey in the context of weight loss in the context of um, healthy blood blood sugar levels which is a key biomarker for longevity and health in terms of high energy levels that you experience on a day to day basis and in terms of developing a peaceful relationship with food all these different forms of sugar 
except fruit, the whole fruit, all these have similar effects on the body and more importantly on the brain and consequently our behavior. Like, please treat these other so-called healthier forms of sugar like table sugar, like sugar. Don't make jaggery brownies and think that you're doing yourself a favor by making something healthier. I recommend that you rather eat the real brownie than jaggery or date sugar brownie. Like if you want to eat jaggery brownie, go for it, but then treat it as a treat food. (laughs) Now the effect of fruit is a completely different story. The sugar in the fruit has a more slower and steadier impact on the body and the brain. And um, it's pretty hard to sit and eat four whole apples in one sitting. While it's a no-brainer for someone to polish off four slices of cinnamon apple pie in one go. (laughs) Right? Okay, this is it for this time. I hope this episode brought you lots of clarity around sugar. If you found this episode valuable, consider leaving me a review on iTunes. That way I will be able to help more amazing women like you. I will talk to you very, very soon. Thanks for joining me on WeightWise Revolution. Now take the next step and go to dranugupta.com slash guide and grab your free guide called 6 Steps to Jumpstart Permanent Weight Loss. And hey, join me again next week for more support on your journey to happy, healthy weight for life.